Shepherds of Men is a secular movement started by three men of faith. We wholeheartedly believe that when we get the men right, we get the world right. We believe this because we believe that men are created and called to be leaders, and we believe there is an alarming deficit of leadership in our world today. And although the three of us have come from drastically different backgrounds, our core principles have given us a unified voice that is needed now more than ever to pave the way for a fundamental change in our culture. We are quite literally calling men to something great. Welcome to the movement. What's up, guys? This is Wilson coming at you in the new and improved Ranked Studio uh, Productions with O. Uh, He is the man. Man, I wish you guys were here. I know you can see us all now, which is awesome, but the whole layout is just amazing. Uh, I'm actually here with, like always, JP and Cam. What's up? And we are the Shepherds of Men bringing you to the next episode of the podcast called Change is Necessary. We changed the name? I thought it used to be the movement. The podcast is called Change is Necessary. No, now? no. The, the God, podcast dang, episode. The episode. Good, so you I the did room, say you no. Change, everything. no. change is not necessary this is the for movement. everything, yeah. not the title. This is the movement. We are the Shepherds of Men. This episode is Change is Necessary. Damn. But anyway. <laughs> That's uh, never easy. Never easy. <laughs> no, all the things that we've been talking about uh, and, and just the culmination of all the episodes has come up to the point to where I was thinking, man, it's if you've listened to half quite a few, whatever, of our episodes, uh, the, the ultimate thing is, is that you need to change as an individual, not changing your ethics or changing your, well, I mean, you might need to, depending on what you feel like, uh, or which, if you're right or wrong or whatever, but... Fuck your feelings. Fuck some your feelings, Some of y'all need yeah. to change your ethics because you ain't got none. Yeah, if you don't have any, you need to get some, but your foundation, get what some. you believe in and stuff, but change you. Just just start changing for the better. And change is necessary um, because, I mean, it's it's the only way to do anything in life that's significant is that you're going to have to change in some way. Like whenever I got into sales for the very first time, dude, it was not easy. It was not something that came naturally. It wasn't something that uh, I just was, you know, just fell into it. And it was just, it was something fun or easy to do for me. It was actually a challenge. And I had to change a lot of things about my personality, my work ethic, the eye contact, a lot of different things that we've already talked about in a lot of these episodes. And I just want to call out people that's out there sitting on the bench, listening to our shit, but not willing to change. And I say that if you are listening to our shit and you get convicted, but then you don't do anything, then dude, shame on you because you're living a life that's unfulfilled right now. And you could live at a higher level and you can't complain to somebody else because you have full control. We're just talking to a girl named Courtney today. We were just talking about the same things. Like you only live one life and you have the full responsibility of taking ownership, what we talked about last episode. Yep. Um, and, you know, you're going to have to sweat it out. Like we talked in the episode prior to that, yeah. you know, just you have to make some movement and you got to hey, do something. There's a good name. Yeah. Let's go we that. should call the podcast call the, movement. the movement. Yeah, it idea. is the movement. It's got a good, that's got a great ring. <laughs> no, yeah. that's, that's a valid thing that you're saying there this is my new favorite this is my new favorite that's i should have sat here this will yeah, this great. will continue to evolve i'm sure yeah <laughs> um but no like you know i heard somebody else recently i think it was maybe sean whalen or somebody uh saying that recently it's like hey it's it's one thing to be like eat up content and be yeah. like this is awesome and you know it fires me up and maybe i'm growing from it but if you're not taking actionable steps to implement those things in your life 
then you're really missing it. I mean, it's good that it makes you excited, and it's good that there's an emotional high there, um, and and maybe it's you, you've changed a little bit um, unconsciously, but not to the, when you start taking daily, you know, bite-sized pieces of things that you can implement in your life, then that content becomes exponentially more valuable, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it sounds arrogant to say, you know, hey, if, if you're listening to our stuff and it's good and you're not doing anything with it, you're stupid. That's not really what we're saying, but you kind of are saying that, you know? Yeah, I well, am. And it's not arrogant. It's true. It's, it's because true. it'd be the same for us. Like if, if we were taking things in and we weren't applying them to our life, then what would be the point? Right. You know, like this just doesn't make a lot of sense. So like a, appreciate you guys listening for sure. But the goal of this is not for us to have a bunch of listeners. It's for us to have a bunch of people running alongside us that we can change the freaking world. Let's be honest. A sponge that soaks up a bunch of water but doesn't get squeezed out gets moldy. Ooh, um, man, you know, and, and, you it's you. and stuff. Well, that just damn. came right off the top. <laughs> right. But I mean, it's, it's, it, it's the true, it's true. And I, I think depiction sometimes when people don't, don't have personal growth as a priority in their lives, they need things like that to relate to because they don't have that, that change in their life where they've, they've taken on things that require them to be scared that require them to, you know, put out some effort that they may not have done before. Uh, but, you know, it's it's like we always talk about, you know, like going to the gym. I mean, you, you go in there and you work out and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I'm probably sleeping about four hours a night right now, uh, you know, as far as being split up and stuff with the, the new baby and everything. And there's a lot of times I do not want to go to the gym. But I've <laughs> never left and been like, I should not have gone to the gym. No, yeah, I've never yeah. done that. It's it's always a better feeling. Now you, I stretch myself. I know, and I'll tell you what. I, I to the point where like my coach is is getting pretty hard on me as far as the the workouts that I'm doing right now and stuff. And I get butterflies when I go in there. I'm like, this is gonna hurt. Not gonna be an easy day. <laughs> this is yeah. gonna hurt. Like it, there's there's a there's a pain that I know is coming. But I understand that when I leave after I get done with it, I'm a better man when I leave. And that's just one example, obviously, from a physical perspective. But I'm a better man when I leave. So I'm a happier man when I leave. I'm a more productive man when I leave. I I can actually pour into my family when I leave because Mm -hmm. one of the greatest things I can give to my family is my happiness. Progression is where men get happiness. I, I, I seriously think that... There's so many moldy sponges sitting sure. out there right now. That's why everybody's so fucking sour, man. Mm. That's why everybody sits around. All these guys sit around with their lip hanging out and shit like that, and they're just bitching and moaning about everything that's going on because they don't fucking move, man. Well, they don't take yeah. any action in their life whatsoever. No, right? it's true. And mm-hmm. you know that's, that's such a great uh, word picture analogy that hopefully people can grasp onto because as you're talking about it, I'm thinking about, yeah, they do kind of get moldy and you know, they're by the sink. I, we're, we've been down in Florida this week, um, house sitting slash vacationing uh, from my uncle's place, and I can't. That's gonna be awful. It's 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 tough. Free it's tough. Free, <laughs> free trip to Florida for yeah. two weeks. Yeah. Well, I, uh, nothing's free. Ten, yeah. <laughs> Just to get there. No, free housing. <laughs> free housing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, free housing, free pool, but yeah, everything else we're paying for. But it's great. You know, we we're gonna do a trip anyway, so like yeah. this this worked out great for everybody. And you know, I did fly back for a couple of days to do some work and to be here. Um, but that was, I mean, it still worked out real, real great. But the thing I wanted to mention was to kind of piggyback on what you're saying about the sponge. And I'm thinking about a soggy sponge sitting around getting moldy. Well, we've got, you know, the kiddie pool in the backyard. We don't have like my uncle's pool. Mm -hmm. We got like the, you know, the other one, not the little, not the one that the dog fits in, but the bigger one. And, 
we had it full of water when we left. We were only gone for three days, but it wasn't being used. It wasn't being circulated. It mm -hmm. was nothing was happening. It was just sitting there stagnant, and it even actually rained while we were gone. So like more stuff got dumped on it. Mm -hmm. And I get home yesterday evening, and it's just slimy, nasty. I mean, mm -hmm. three days, yeah, yep. slimy and nasty. You yep. know, and I'll have to, I got to you know dump it all out, clean it, start all over. So you know, then you start thinking of that next level of if you're not changing, if you're not growing, if you're not intentionally uh, circulating you know, then it's harder when you want to, when you actually want, if you get in the habit of changing, and I don't mean like in the habit of like, let's change on a whim, like what's the new fad, what's whatever, but yeah. when I'm changing in a sense of I want to continually um, level up, like I'm changing to the next step, then it becomes something where you're just continually growing, where the alternative is, you know, uh, my uncle's pool is a huge pool that has a filter and that's being used all the time and it's pristine. It's clean as it can be, right? you know? And it should be, you would think, it would be harder, but it's used to it. Like because it's constantly movement, constantly moving. Yeah, you know the movement. Yeah, the pool has the movement. Damn, we should start a podcast. We should, we should. <laughs> you know what? I was just movement. thinking about that when you said that. that I was thinking me. change is necessary is the name of the podcast, but then I thought, <laughs> <laughs> the can you do this to him real quick? <laughs> hey, I'll, quick shout out. I know he mentioned it, but oh, the new studio is badass. Pimp. Yeah, dude, Pimp, this is awesome. Dude, this axe is actually in the table. Yeah, he, like, he, he did. legit he hammered hit it in the table. on the table. Axe the table, and he said, "Don't touch it because it legit split the table. <laughs> it may fall." Over. Oh, that's no, awesome. it won't. No, that's that's in there. Ranked so. studios, man. I'm telling you, if y'all if y'all have any kind of message that you want to tell, which I believe every man does, yeah. you guys you guys got to holler at my boy, man. Well, he hooks it up. That's a good example, yeah. though. You think about we were when we started this. We had uh, a studio here, and then we moved to a studio at your place. Mm -hmm. Then we came back here because O decided that that was something he was passionate and wanted to focus on was actually building a studio and building a company around it. And so he put a badass studio together yeah. downstairs. And, and because he's not stagnant and he doesn't want to stay the same, and he wants to attract more than just shepherds of men, you know, he knows this is a flagship and it'll always be the biggest podcast he's ever had in the studio, Amen but that. he wants to attract other people. Then he did this, you <laughs> yeah. know, which is cool for yeah. us. We get to be a part of it. Um, but what's really, I just, I just love that. I've always loved that about you. You do it. I see it a lot. You know, you're yeah. always like, what's the next thing? What's the next change I can make? What was cool is he didn't, growing. he didn't, he didn't just wait. Like I'm just going to absorb it. everything that I can and just sit here and, and, no. And just just hope that that success bird comes and lands on me, right. you know. And something's gonna happen. Something else is just gonna come in and stuff. He was like, "Fuck it, let's do it. I'll figure yep. it out on the way." Yep. You know. And I think that's important. And I think that's one of the things. And like I said, I think that's where I think it's where a lot of men are 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 missing it, you know. And that's a conversation that my wife and I have all the time. Is she's like, "You are just so just we'll figure it out" kind mm -hmm. of thing. And I'm like. You know, that's that's really that's really how I am. Like I'm I'm gonna take that step. Now I've fallen down a lot. I mean, there's there's been a lot of dumb decisions. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying don't be calculated and don't educate yourself, but you have to take that step or you'll have paralysis by analysis. And and people run into that shit all the freaking time, man. I see people do it all the time. Well, well, what if this happens? And what if that happens? And and and, and but but if if I do it perfect, I can I can hit this. And if if yeah, but if 
oh man, if I don't hit the timing right stuff, I'm like, dude, just fucking do it. Yeah. Just yeah. go. How much are you missing that you don't even know to analyze by not moving? How right. much would you know? Yeah. Like that's the well, thing. That's, yeah, that's the other bonus that, is like what huge. you're learning from it. It's yeah. huge, man. And that's one of the biggest things. Like that's what I would really encourage you to do. If you want to do something where there's been something on your heart about, just go freaking do it, man. You will learn more in a week of screwing up than you will of three months yeah. of studying. I promise you. And and this is going to sound like a shameless plug. And I, pr- <laughs> I promise you it's not, but it, it is applicable to this conversation because as we launch Men Reforged, I know there are going to be men that go, well, maybe I should just wait and see how much more I'm getting out of the podcast before I invest in myself. And, yeah. you know, maybe, you know, this sounds like a good <laughs> thing, but I'm not sure if I'm ready to go to that level. And Dude, if you're thinking that stuff, it, like yeah. you're overthinking it. You really are overthinking it. it. Either you want to be better or you don't want to be better. No, I agree. Right? Do it or don't do it. 100%. 100%. I love the fact that, you know, you just even look back over the last year, year and a half of our own personal growth because teaching, you know, also brings out more information in yourself. Like if you go out there and you've got all this soaked up sponge, sort of speak of what he was talking about of knowledge and you're not sharing it, you're not giving it away, you're mm. not helping other people to better themselves, dude, you're just, you're going to stay stagnant and you're never going to grow. And that's not, that's not us. And that's what's the cool thing is, is our, our evolution just as a company, as a Shepherds of Men, with the Men Reforged, with Rank Productions, all of this is a culmination of this, yeah. our effort of just doing something different that we've never done before. Hell, you should have heard us in the back, behind the scenes, prepping for all this shit in the beginning. It's like, what the hell are we going to talk about? What's this? You know, how is this going to work? You know, what are we going to do? And it, we could have been, we could have been, uh, you know, what you said about analysis, over analysis, uh, yeah. analyzing everything yeah. and not move forward. and. Yeah not be as an impact that we've had on multiple listeners that yeah. listen to us. And I'll, and I'll give it, I'll give you a, a good example of why the association is so damn important. I'm a very analytical person. I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm an engineer by trade. So naturally I tend to weigh risks and rewards on what, what needs to happen. And you know, the econ analysis shit that I do all the time, it's really, really exciting and, and thrilling. Uh, Sorry, but what? there's there's times where, where we've sat there and talked about like we've had meetings behind the scenes and stuff. And, we're, we're kind of planning things out and stuff and, and we'll get too deep into the weeds. And then one of us will go, Hey, listen, let's just fucking do it. Yeah. Like let's do it. And we'll adjust as we go because we're not going to solve all the problems right now. We're going to have to do it yeah. and then we'll solve the problems as we go. And that's, that's where having that brotherhood and having other guys around you that can talk to you like that and go, listen, we're too deep. Let's go. Let's, let's, mm-hmm. we got to move. We got to move on from here and we got to, we'll figure that out as we go. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's true. I mean, a, a strong, uh, a reason that there's a lot of strength in numbers is because there's different perspectives and different, um, triggers and those kinds yeah. of things. And it's not always that Josh is the one bogging down because naturally Chris would be the one to not think about it at all and just jump. Yeah. And just you know? go. Yeah. And, and Chris and Josh would be the opposite. Yeah. Typically. Um, but there's times where, you know, we're like, we're, we're talking too much. Let's just move on to the next thing. And yeah. it, but if it wasn't, if it was just one of us, it would be easy to get bogged down for sure. Oh, that's, a, that's certainly a huge point. So if you have a hard time changing on your own, take it back to working out, take it back to your job, take it back to, you know, being an active, uh, present father when you get home, yep. you know, if you're having a hard time getting your ass off the couch, you might want to start hanging out with some people that don't have a hard time with that. Well, like, you, or that yeah. will at least um bring it to your attention and call you out on it well and if if the people that are around you don't encourage you and and not by telling you necessarily 
But the people that you're hanging around, if if they don't give you that draw to say, damn, I need to get up. Mm-hmm. Damn, I need to do something. Like then, then you need new friends. Yeah. Uh, and I, I have. If they're I, easy to be around, yeah, they're they're hurting you. That's exactly right. There's I there's I, I mince no words when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like if I'm around people that make me comfortable with not doing shit, uh, then then I'm I'm changing sceneries. And and I'm I've got to. And we talked about this in a in a podcast previously. And maybe it's because I'm in my 30s now, and I've I'm old as shit. Uh, what? It was a joke. Hell it was, it was sarcastic. Look at me. Hell you say. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's. I think, uh, from a wisdom perspective, and it took me a little bit, you know, because I hung around with some people that were kind of like sandbaggers and stuff like that, and it's nothing against them. We're just at different stages in life, but I don't have time for that shit now. Mm-mm. I mean, and I don't care if they're family, or, and you can think what you want to about that. I don't care if they're family, their friends, acquaintances, whatever it may be, business partners, whatever it is. If I feel like there's no movement there whatsoever and there's there's no kind of draw and and it's it, it it everybody has draws in different directions, right? Like I I may create a draw for these guys that's different than the draw that they create for me, which is good. Yeah, that's yep. what you need around yep. you like you said in different perspectives and things of that nature, but I think it goes back to what you're talking about in this. I think it has to do with change, right? So it's hard to meet people, right? That's what people think. It's hard you know, and like we talked about in the vocabulary, you change that. You start to say it's a challenge to meet people. And then you start to go into another facet of saying, I meet people. I, people like me. Like, I meet people everywhere I go. I have friends all over the freaking country. Like, that's, and that's where you start to progress into that kind of stuff. But that requires change. That requires you to look fear like dead in the eyes and be like, fuck you. I'm moving anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, and Cameron, you're a good example of that. I mean, you in your neighborhood... There's nobody that doesn't know who you are in your neighborhood. But, we force ourselves on people. <laughs> but, but that's, yeah, exactly right. But that's it's a that's change fun. thing, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it, it, the comfortable way to, would be to go home, be in your house, do your thing, and you're, you're, you know. But you understand how important relationships yep. are. But that's not necessarily an easy thing to do for the average person. You know, like it's not easy to go out and just meet people in the neighborhood. Sometimes the uh, conversations are awkward or whatever it may be. But you have to put yourselves in those situations because the reward far outweighs the risk. The fear is created in your oh, head. Yeah. Well, and the relationships themselves are valuable. And there's and really, you know, if you approach those relationships with the true heart where you really like, I just want to get to know you as a person. I want to know your story. I want to know how I can be a service to you. Yeah. But we've talked about this before. It's reciprocated too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, sure. And that's a valuable thing. Like when yeah. you have a network, because like, let's say for instance, a really simple example, but it. It it helps is it, Tanya was asking like wh- who's picking you up from the airport you know when you fly back into Chattanooga I'm like oh I don't know somebody in the neighborhood will get me yeah. I had no idea until the day of I texted a few guys actually I texted one dude and he was like yeah I get you and then mm. she's like who's taking you to the airport tomorrow I'm like I don't know some I mean somebody there's somebody like know. 15 people that I can just hit it. And, yeah. and listen that's not that's uh, these that's not like hey I I made friends with these guys so I could get a ride to the airport that's stupid we we serve each other. Right. You know, and you have those relationships where you can go, hey, dude, you need a 10 minute ride. Luckily, we live pretty close. So it's like you need a 10 minute ride. That's no problem. I'll come grab you, you know, yeah. and because they know if they hit me up, I'll do the same thing. Yeah. You know, the worst um, case scenario, you get an Uber. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. But that doesn't really help with the narrative that we're trying to. I understand. Right I'm here. just saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, that's, that's, but that's coming out to no, figure no. it out. It's like, well, OK, yeah, yeah, so for sure. let's say let's use that as a, as a story, as an analogy. Say, what if you were in that position, but then you found out that you have nobody to to get you the airport 
Are you going to just, I'd walk or run or get a Uber? Well, I'll tell you I what's mean, crazy about that. Is I'd sit there with my thumb up my ass and yeah, complain and cry because nobody will take me <laughs> you know, to the airport. Exactly. You know what's funny, though? And that's what most like, people do. I, there have been times I can think of, and it wasn't that long ago. This was probably three, four years ago where I had to take a, a vehicle into the shop and drop it off or at the dealership or something and drop it off. And I didn't have, it was real last minute. I didn't have a ride lined up. And it was probably a couple miles from my house. Tanya was either out of town or do, committed to something else or whatever. And I didn't even think about it. Like, I just, I went and I was like, I'll just walk home. Yeah. And I'm not, don't get me wrong. I don't want to walk home from everywhere. But it, the, what struck me at that time was like, you know how many people don't even put that as an option? Like, you're right. just, you're too good to just walk home. It's two miles. Yeah. Like, well, it's not going to kill you. Right. You know? And now, could I grab an Uber or something? Like, yeah, I could. But I mean, it's, it, there's a Ooh. sidewalk. And, yeah. you know, I mean, like, sometimes it's nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, it, but it is interesting to think, like, I think once you start um, developing that habit of figuring it out mentality and uh, being willing to change and being willing to do whatever, it doesn't even, you get to a point where it doesn't even register that it won't work out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't even, it, like, like you were just saying, like Dina says, like, you just are like, hey, let's just do it. Let's figure it out. Or it'll, it'll work out. Yeah. I'd never, it never crosses my mind that stuff won't work out. Well, here's the thing. When you put yourself into stressful situations um, and, and you require yourself to change, you develop more confidence in situations that are unknown. Yeah. So as you step into these unknown situations, you go, dude, I figured it out before. Yeah. I'll figure it out again. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not a big deal. I did last time. I'll yeah, probably exactly. be all right, you know? Yeah. But, and I know how to make friends. <laughs> right, yeah, I know how to make friends. Shoot somebody. Like, Hell, somebody I bring people home. I don't yeah. know. Like, but that's, that's just like, so the people that have become very successful, and we'll just talk about from a business perspective, they talk about their mindset, right? Their ability to change and adapt is, is critical to their success. And that's why you can take a guy and remove excuse me, you can remove all of his assets, all of his money that is successful and put him in a place where he doesn't even know anybody and he will become successful again yeah. within two year period of time, almost guaranteed. Cause it's not the money or the possessions that make him successful. It's the mindset that he's developed and the desire to change and adapt when needed. Yep. Yep. It's the same thing where we talk about this whole equality bullshit that everybody wants to talk about. If you go hand a hundred people, $10,000 each. I guarantee you that by, I don't know, probably a year later, those people will naturally separate themselves. And the ones that are success-minded, that are driven, that are responsible, will separate themselves and the rest of them will burn through their money. And that's why this whole equality bullshit doesn't work. Equity, yeah. And and they do. I mean, it does happen. Like, you it, see it. Yeah. I, I think, like, I, I never wanted handouts, honestly, mm -hmm. and never got them. So... But I think about what a lot of people consider, not to get on the soapbox here, but a lot of people consider to be poverty level and, you know, government assistance and these kinds of things and having so so bad. And I think about, like, what they get. I'm like, damn, if somebody gave me that kind of head start, I didn't have, like, my head start was zero here. There's your feet and your hands. You can work. You can mm -hmm. do all kinds of different. I never had, like, the, here's your base. Like, here's a, here's a regular income. But you have you more respect for yourself and what you've been well, able to accomplish. Well, yeah, I think respect I mean, for myself and, nice. and, and belief in the value of myself. Yeah. But you know? why do, so here's the thing. Why, so why do people get stuck in that situation? I mean, I, like. Well, it's, it's mental. Well, a, a, lot yes. of, a lot of it is mental. And then a lot of it has to do with comfort. And a lot of it has to do with change and stuff. So when the government's giving you a check, they're giving you a place to live. They're giving you a cell phone free TV, your health care is all yep. paid for and stuff like that. You're scared to go out. 
Like, you're like, man, I'm not trying to screw this up. Yeah. You know how many times I've heard people oh. that had food stamps and welfare and yeah. all the things. I can't work too much and stuff I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all this little bit yeah. of my assistance. You know what would happen? Yeah. Like, man, I tell you what, you know, you could actually make more money if you go get <laughs> yes. a damn job. Wouldn't that be crazy? Especially like, now. that would be crazy as hell. I know a few people that, that come to the top of my head. Well, you know, and the it's fact like, of what? the matter is some people need it, right? Some people are legitimately yes. disabled. Yeah. Some people legitimately have had hard times and stuff like that. But the fact of the matter is probably 90% of the people that are on assistance are on assistance and they're way outweighed their amount of time they're on assistance. Right. A, a woman that has that has some bad fortunes and she's got three kids and her husband left her because he's a, he's a douchebag or whatever it is and she needs assistance to get on her feet so that she can go to work and get her kids into daycare and stuff like that so she can figure some shit out. Like I give her all the credit in the world and, and you take that money and use it for the right reasons. But when you start to use it, like what was uh, Reagan? Reagan was talking about, you know, uh, welfare and all these different benefits and stuff that you get are a safety net, not a hammock, right? People yep, fall yep, down. Yep. The yes. expectation of living in a free country is having the ability to fall, but getting back on your feet and taking back off again. The and problem it, is we've got too used to falling and laying our happy asses down, and then and, and that's that's when it always goes back to personal responsibility. Yeah, absolutely, you know, all the, the time. Yeah, you know, and and then being willing to change. Like now that I've now that I've fallen to the bottom, yeah. I appreciate you catching me so I didn't die. Yep. Um, yep. But it's up to me to not to lay here on this hammock forever. It's not to stay there for yeah, yeah. not to stay there forever. Well, and, be and, and here's the thing: I don't I don't judge people that are on those situations. Mm -hmm. But I hope to God that if you are a man and you have been on assistance for any extended period of time without effort to get back on your feet, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Yep. I'm not judging you, but you know internally that shit should eat you up, and if it doesn't. You need a gut check, dude. You mm -hmm. need to you you need to go pray or do something. Good <laughs> Lord, I don't know what you what you need to do, but I couldn't imagine. I need transition surgery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Wilson. Were we on track? With what <laughs> you wanted to talk about? Like for real? Well, okay. We're talking about change. Yeah. Transition I had, surgery. Yeah. I had like four questions, and y'all almost hit almost every one of them within Man. you know yeah, going through and, and then the mindsets yeah, of yeah, what you guys pissed. were talking about. Like you and I were on the same page, and you yeah. you just spoke for me, which well, probably did a better job than sorry, what I would have done. But I mean, yeah, you know, you, you look at if you look at anybody who's successful, businesses, whatever, they're always evolving, they're always changing, they're always growing and becoming better. Uh, because if you don't, you're going to be left behind. That's where, like, we've all been in part of some companies that probably are not around anymore because they didn't evolve or change. Mm -hmm. And you have to, um, and, and just to grow. But um, uh, what, blockbuster. What's the hardest thing about creating lasting change in one's life? That was one question Ooh. that I'd like to ask. The hardest thing about creating lasting change. Yes. Um, well, you know, they say it takes 21 days to develop a habit. So if you, if the pain of the change is, if you're not mentally tough enough to go through that pain long enough to understand that it's a consistent habit now, I think then that, that probably, well, a lot of people fall off. Like I, I used to be, I was a smoker for 10 years. Not proud of it, but it's, but is what it is. I did a lot of the dumb shit I'm not proud of um, for not nearly as long, but certainly as effective. Well, that makes uh, one of us. Yeah, right. And anyway, that's why I put you in the middle because you have you have your purity is unbelievable. I'm uh, telling you, you guys have no it's like, idea. It's like glowing lights. That's shining right. Yeah, we don't yeah. even need these guys. We don't even need these lights. Um, but so I decided to change. Like people, I decided to quit. People have asked me before, like how how do you quit? Or I've heard people. Say, I don't. I can't. I can't stand it. People. I can't mm -hmm. quit. I can't quit. Shut the. 
Just, Stop you saying can. That. No, you, you can. Decide not to. You just haven't decided to yet. Yeah. You're you're trying to get something to make you quit. You haven't do, decided to quit. I quit mm-hmm. literally cold turkey, and and I I counted the days. I, this is how I did it. I just said this is day one. I'm not smoking. And then after day one was over, I was like, sweet, I made it through a day. Day two, I counted. And after a handful of days, you go, this is day five. Now I'm the kind of guy that I get competitive. So I'm that's it's me versus me. Up. So right. I'm not I'm not fucking up five days. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that's a that's a lot of commitment, you yeah. know? Yeah. So like I'm on a streak, I'm gonna keep going. But then you get to a point to where you finally realize, okay, I'm mentally tough enough to go as long as I need to go, and then it becomes a habit, and then it's gone. You know, so you've got a new normal, not to use that freaking terminology, but you've got a new normal in your life that I couldn't care less about a cigarette and haven't for 15 years. You know? Well, you've increased your baseline. Yeah. So you increased your next level of where you where you can start off of to become even better. And you just continue to add those yeah. building blocks, if you will, to a successful life. And it works in other stuff, too. It works in, in fitness. It works in, in careers. You know, I've done some dumb things. When I say dumb things, like some some things, I do some things on a daily basis that a lot of people would look at and go, that's insane. I would not do that. Right. You know, like the amount of, the amount of driving I do. And, and and I'm not saying I'm always excited about it, but, you know, it, the return on investment is pretty good. And you get to a point to where it's, you understand how to do it and make it work right for your lifestyle. And it's not nearly as challenging Honestly, the most challenging thing about how much I drive now is filling up the gas tank of my truck. Well, that's Biden's fault. <clears throat> yeah, so I don't even yeah. have to take responsibility for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so that, but, but other than that, I mean, it just becomes a, a normal way to do things, you know? Right. But it, if, if you looked at it, you know, I think about, there was a guy named Larry that uh, used to teach people, um, mentor people in business, and he would talk to him about what it looked like to put a certain structured business together, and he would say it's a puzzle, you know? So you look at the the... Uh, top of the box, the cover, the picture that you look at to put the puzzle together, right? And if you yeah. if you just threw the pieces out there, it would look overwhelming. But if you look at the picture of it and what it all looks like together, you realize that it is this is a realistic thing. These can be put together, but you have to know what the end goal is, and then you can start putting the pieces together. But if you just and uh, Dave mm-hmm. used to do some training on the entertainment center, you know, like you get those old ass heavy entertainment centers from Walmart when you're broke and you can't <laughs> afford a real one. Yes, and. Mm-hmm. And but then you get it home and you realize you got eight days worth of uh, construction, you know, <laughs> with those little Allen wrenches. You, you, you know? got to have a hammer drill and yeah. all kinds of stuff. You're like, what the hell is this? Well, it's always got to have the Allen Welder. wrench. You're like literally putting a whole yes. bench together with, you know, and and it's annoying. And but at the same time, it's if you just looked at the pieces and you threw the box out, you'd be like, wow, this is too much. I can't do this. If I looked at, I gotta, I gotta stop smoking. For, you know, twenty one days, whatever. 21 days seems like a lot, but if I can just stop today, it's not that big a deal, yeah. you know? If I can just put this together based on these instructions, it's not that big a deal. Yep. Um, I've talked about Sean Whalen a couple of times. I've just been listening to a lot of his stuff recently, but he talks, re- reiterates things like, you know, how to eat an elephant one bite at a time, yep. you know? And, and he talks about people trying to hit home runs all the time. Like, people are frustrated because they're trying to win in life. And I think Tim Grover talks about this in his new book because Sean's reading that and he's been mentioning it a lot. But he's like, people are trying to win at life, but they're trying to win all at once. Yeah. Yep. Instead of winning a little bit every day. He's yeah. like, if you'll just stop focusing. Now, I've, I'm sounding contradictory, but don't, don't misunderstand. If you'll stop focusing on what the end goal is, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Know what it is. But then so this John used to have this teaching. Yep. Set a goal. Yep. Develop a plan to get to the goal. Forget the goal and work the plan. So what right. that essentially means is 
I know it takes 50 steps to get from here to that door. I don't have to look at the door anymore. I just need to look at step one. And then I only have 49 left. You know, and then I have step two. Step, and all I'm thinking about is the next step. But by the time I take 50 of them, goal is accomplished. Right. And I didn't even didn't have to think about it. Right? It's the same, it's the same thing in life. All these different little scenarios, all these little analogies we're using. Stop trying to be successful. Try, stop trying to change from who you know you are as a person. When you go to bed at night or when you wake up in the morning. And my, my story was always when I woke up in the morning, I felt like an ass. I was just like, man, this, I'm better than this. I'm, there's more in me than this. I'm, I'm wasting potential every freaking morning. It drove me insane until one day I decided I was going to start making little changes. I didn't go, I'm going to go from dumbass to uh, Andy Priscilla, you know, whatever, just somebody that I, you know, respect as far as business and things like that. I'm not going to go from the top, top, uh, you know, I'm not Jeff Bezos. Not that I really agree with a lot of his stuff, but he's got a good bank account. You know, like I wasn't trying to do that overnight. But I could, I could put some of the same habits in my life that they had. I could start reading. I could start listening to good content. I could start watching good YouTube videos or, or Instagram you know, posts and positive, uh, motivational, inspirational, personal growth things. I could hang out with better people. I could remove myself from uh, the crabs in the bucket and hang out with the freaking sharks in the tank, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. You know? Right. And, and, and now, you know, we can sit here and do this and pass this on to somebody else, but I get, I'm, I don't, I'm getting fired up about this because I've seen it in my own life. I've, I've seen that. So when you talk about change, like you got to be willing to change. Just so everybody knows, you don't have to be willing to change from here to here tomorrow. You should be ch- willing to change here and here and here and here and here. And you're going to be here quicker than you think. Yep, my, right. my, my first biological son is turning six next week. You talking about went by fast? Yep. Like, yeah. like crazy fast. Six years will go by like that. Mm-hmm. If you will just take the time, if you'll stop focusing on where am I going to be next year, stop worrying about it. Who are you going to be? To, who are you going to be today? Right. What are you going to do to be better today? And then that'll this will happen by itself. The six years from now, guy, will happen by itself. Right. Stop because you're going to the paralysis of analysis comes back to that. Yeah. You're going to sit there and stare at your six dude and sit on your ass and worry. Yep. Yep. Or or just be so fearful of like I don't know if I can ever be there. You get you yeah. get doubt versus yep. just. If you break it down as as minute as you were talking about, or as as, as the the workout is, I mean, you break down a workout, you're not thinking about your six year self. You're thinking about this is the workout. This is what I got to mm-hmm. do. Do it. That sucks. It's you're gonna sweat a lot. You're gonna cry a lot. You're gonna get hurt. It, it, it's okay. Everybody has to go through it. It's not easy. It's not meant to be easy. And that's the challenge is what brings the best out of you as an individual. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that's what most people forget is that whenever, once they hit adversity, once they hit some kind of challenge, they think that it's not going their way. And it's like, no, that is it. That's the secret. You dumbass. Yep. Listen, yep. Hit the, the gas, challenge the is what gives you the adversity that you need to change. Yep. Just like if, uh, if we're in, uh, we're talking about men reforge and, and with what we're doing with like, if you're a, as a, a, a picture of a man being a sword, having rust and dinks and, and bangs, and bruises or whatever, not bruises, but you know, scratches, up. you know, all oh, these the, on the metal oh. and, and you, you can't cut. You're not, you're, 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 you're the tool is not, uh, suited for battle. All right. And we're in war all the time, whether you think mm-hmm. you are or not, whether you're just, you know, behind the scenes, just playing your video games and doing nothing for your life and nothing wrong with video games. You can play within moderation, but if that's all you do and you're not making bank checks, you're not making good money for your family. Like, if that's your living, great, awesome. That's just one analogy. But being lazy, watching TV, doing whatever, 
if you you've got to be put in the refrigerator, uh, back into the fire, have the master smith nail you back out, reshape you, remake you, and resharpen you, so you're you're good in battle. Well, change. That's that's if you were truly that sword, that would hurt. You're gonna go through a lot oh, of yeah. pain, a lot of a lot of pain. And any successful person just didn't become successful overnight. And prior to that, even if they inherited wealth, the people who earned that wealth had to go through all that too. So I, I hate when other people look at successful people and they go, oh, you're just lucky. Or, oh, you didn't, have to, you didn't have to struggle. You didn't struggle like I did. Or all these self-imposed limitations that they put on themselves to keep them from moving forward. That's, that's messed up, man. Get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Quit making excuses. Change is necessary. Yep. No, I, I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot to add to that. I mean, between the two of you, I mean, I think you guys really, really hit the nail on the head. I mean, when you start talking about faith, perseverance, vision, um, those things are necessary for long-term changes. Um, I mean, you, you don't, you don't get to where you want to be at if you don't have faith that ultimately it's going to pay off, you know, and, and you have to, you have to have that. And it, one of one of the problems is you know we we live in a society that tells you it's okay to be mediocre we live in a society that they, tells they you it's okay, it. yeah. yeah that it's okay to be fat we live yeah. in and That's i'm not just skinny. saying that because i work out i'm saying that because it's it's sickening to me yeah. especially when you have somebody that is overweight that has created this coalition of of overweight people and said hey you should love yourself the way you are because you're great. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't beat yourself up because you're fat. Do something about it, but don't be proud of it. Right. Holy shit. Like that, that kind of stuff blows my mind. That's like, hey, I'm a deadbeat. Uh, I don't do shit. And I'm not saying fat people are deadbeats. I'm saying that would be like being a deadbeat yeah. and saying, hey, I'm good with this. We're yeah. good. You should be okay with it. Yeah. The problem is people allow society to tell them that. It's the same thing with how we've been lulled to sleep by our own government, man. Like they've told you, hey, you guys don't worry about this shit. We got it. Mm-hmm. We got it. Just let us worry about the problems. Yep. You guys just live your beautiful lives that you have in the in, in the United States of just America. Sure you, you guys keep go on, just just vote for us. We'll take care of you. That's horse shit, man. Yeah. You know, like what is it? Ray, uh, I think it was Reagan Reagan again when he's talking about the most terrifying words was "Don't worry about the government; we'll take care of it" yeah. or something like. We're yeah. here to help. We're here to help, or something yeah. like that. And it's it's you know, but there's some truth to that. And we live in a society that tells you that it's okay to not go after long-term change. Long-term change is not an easy thing because it creates persistence. And one of the biggest problems where people fall off track is they, they don't follow the plan because they go off their feelings. Like, mm. I don't feel like doing mm-hmm. it today. Well, then who the fuck cares? That, that was never what mentioned. You feel like. Yeah. What, what, since when do your feelings make decisions for you? Now, don't get me wrong. I let my wife's make feelings make decisions. I, and I think like to Wilson's point, you know, women have a certain level of intuition and stuff like that. But as a man, dude, like, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you might get that gut feeling like, ah, probably not a good idea to do this and stuff like that. But if it's you getting up off the couch to go do something productive, like stop going with your feelings. Cause yeah. there's a lot of shit that I'd rather be doing than what I do. Yeah. Right. Like for but, sure. Well, it, and something you mentioned about being at war and people thinking that we're not, I think the misconception is, they don't realize how much they are actually losing the war Oh yeah, is because in their mind, maybe they think, you know, if I'm losing the war, I'm dead or I'm injured or I'm, or whatever, things are really bad. No, you're right where the enemy wants you. Yep. When you're unproductive and you're slothful and you're, um, a deadbeat, like Josh was saying, and all those things, when you're overweight and you're celebrating it, when you're below average and you're celebrating it, 
when you know when society is going that when you're uh taking off personal responsibility and giving responsibility to the government you are losing the war mm-hmm. you know and people don't understand that that battle is going on daily that there is a constant battle going on because there is a misconception of what it looks like to lose that battle it's not hey you're eliminated it's just you're not a problem anymore wow. oh, you yeah. know yeah, or so or, or i own or or you're controllable yep. you know well, here's back to responsibility uh, that you you were mentioning, JP. Uh, I actually had a conversation uh, over our vacation with one one of the, our family members, and I was asking him about how his job's going because he had some changes and stuff. And there was an uh, a position open that he could have taken, and I said, uh, I said, why didn't you take it? He goes, you know, I'm, I'm kind of comfortable with where I'm at. You know, I didn't didn't really want the the extra responsibilities uh, that it would it would have. I really like what I do. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, they do okay. But at the same time, if there was anything that I could go after, especially if I enjoyed the company that I worked with, I'm going after it. And so I like the mindset to me was just like, what are you doing to yourself? What if that opened up the doors to become VP one day or mm-hmm. something else that was even more successful or more fulfilling for him yep. because he enjoyed one piece of it, you know? And I was like, okay, what's, what's the difference? And he, he explained it and everything. I said, so, I mean, it's just something else you have to learn. It's just something new. It's nothing wrong with that. Right. And it's just, it's, it, people settle too, too much. And then they go back and say, well, like, for example, his position is probably not the most secure position. So I think he probably could fulfill that anytime. So he's not like, like you are. You're in a position where you can't fulfill your, your position like that overnight. Yeah. You're, you're, they're going to be a bad motherfucker to take over your, shop, your job, right? Yeah. So in his position... <laughs> I wouldn't think he's so self-secure. So you have some people who go and say, oh, I got a secure job. I got a cushy job or whatever. Well, that, what that translates to mean is that you're easily replaced. Are you okay with that? Do you want to be easily replaced or you want to be like, I'm irreplaceable. I'm not going anywhere. So you're going to, okay, so here's somebody who's listening to this. You, you complain about not having enough money in your bank account or you not have enough time or not have enough options or not, not have enough quality time with your kids, whatever the case may be, whatever that is, insert that. And then you has passed up on opportunities to stretch yourself. For example, I've talked to people who uh, are good personal people that they can talk to like us. They could be great at sales. Oh, I'm not a salesperson. What? Are you not a salesperson because you never tried or you're scared that you, you might fail? Well, what if that sales position could uh, give you hundreds of thousands of dollars in your bank account that you can't do at a normal clock in clock out hourly wage job. Give it a shot, especially when you're young. Now, if you're 50 and you just, you have a solid career, maybe a little bit different. You might want to evaluate that unless you have a good amount of money and then, Hey, go for it, change it, do something. But if it's not giving you fulfillment, what are you doing? Like I have so many people that are like, I am unhappy. But when I get off of work, I, like that's the first thing I think about when I hear about an employee. The first thing they say, "Oh, looking forward to the Friday. Glad, thank God it's Friday." That just tells me you're not fulfilling your what you do. Yeah. So you're not willing to change that. You're, how many years are you going to go by in your life unfulfilled, and and keep saying something like that? We were down in uh, it's just sad. the whole "Thank God it's Friday" thing. Now, I, tr- trust me, I get it. Like I, I'm like anybody else. If I know. That I, I, the truth is, all of us choose to get up at what time we want to get up every morning, whether we think we do or not. Right. Whatever job you're in, you chose to be there. So 
um, and whether you choose to get up and work out before that job or not, or whatever it may be, or get up and read or, you know, pray and meditate, all those different things. But there's certainly, I'm no different than any other person where I'm like, oh, tomorrow's a day where I don't have to go to my J-O-B or I don't have certain responsibilities tomorrow that I would normally have. That is kind of like refreshing. But ultimately, it's it's not the same as uh, we have put ourselves in a position where we can control that to a degree because mm-hmm. we, you know, have created a stronger financial um, situation. We can step away from things if we have to. And I say we, I'm all of us. Like, you know, we've put ourselves in a position where we have a lot of responsibilities, but we can remove ourselves from those responsibilities if we absolutely want to or need to. Yeah. Um, and then we can plug ourselves back in, but we've also created enough value in ourselves there that we're hard to replace, you know? So that's why we can step away because it's going to be hard to replace us. Um, but I, I, I was thinking about that whole, are you living for the weekend yeah. kind of mentality? Well, we go down to Florida and, you know, my mom lives down there too. And, uh, we're actually having dinner, which is, was great. This is, we're, we're getting there. We're, we're on a patio, but we're getting there. You know, like this is a, literally for my, for my mom, my brother-in-law, my sister's the first time they've been to a restaurant in 15 months. Oh my God. Sorry. They wore a probably, mask though. No, no. Well, on the way in, my mom did, but, and I'm not bashing them. Listen, yeah. I, you know, there was hey, that's certainly a certain different mentality, but I, yep. I, as I told my wife, I was like, you know what? They're getting there. We're uh, like the. Brother-in-law, sister, not so much. My mom, I mean, they're they're fine with it. They're doing whatever. But my mom has been the one that's been the most concerned about all this. And um, you know, I, you start to realize that there's reasons that she's concerned outside of her personal stuff. And we not the episode for that. But anyways, my my point of all that was we're sitting there, and our two young boys are with us. About halfway through the meal, they're crashing. Like they're, I mean, they're <laughs> Cash falls asleep on me. Owen's barely got his eyes open. And this was like the day after we had gotten there the night before or something like that. And um, she's like, oh, they're really, you know, they're really um, sleepy or whatever. And I said, well, I mean, I said, we're going pretty hard. And she kind of looked at me. She goes, but don't y'all always go hard? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I guess we kind of do. Because I was like, well, yesterday we traveled and then we did this, then we did this. And then I got to thinking back and I'm like, okay, so Thursday we went to a baseball game in Chattanooga. Friday we went out to dinner with the grandparents in Chattanooga. Saturday. Y'all were down all day. We were on the boat all day, and mm-hmm. then we hung out that night. Sunday, we went out to the lake house with our neighbor's family. Mm-hmm. Y'all were there. Uh, Monday, we did the Murph, mm-hmm. and then uh, stayed, like, hung out all day and mm-hmm. d- did whatever. Um, I don't even know what happened. Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, we had, our, like, work and, and evening activities, things like that. By Friday, we're driving to Florida. Saturday, we're at the pool. I mean, like... And I got to think, I was like, yeah, it's really not like just a specific day. Like, it's not just like all we can do is have fun on Saturday. But our kids are just like, they're used to it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're used to just go, 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 go. Now, they're no different than anybody else. Eventually, they got a nap, you know. Right. But it's, uh, it was just when you said that about living for the weekend, I was just thinking how grateful I am that we decided to make decisions, although that sounds weird. We made decisions that put us in a position to where, Either we can chill if we want to. Now, we certainly have some times where we're just hanging out. You know, we might just watch a movie with the kids or whatever. But they're kind of few and far between because we like to go. We like yeah. to go move and, and, and associate and, and, uh, and grow ourselves. Because when we're doing those kinds of things, we're getting stronger. I think that's a good example of how change can become addictive when you realize the benefits. Yeah. Um, because we do the same thing. We, oh, we, we, go, <laughs> oh, yeah. we go constantly. Um, and there's always something. And we're bouncing around. And we're starting to learn that with, you know, four kids, sometimes we have to say no. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, because we put ourselves in some situations that we really don't 
want to be in because pain is necessary. Suffering's a, a choice, <laughs> right? right. right. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things where when we do sit, you know, we're like, oh, okay, we're going to take it easy. We're, we're going to chill. It never works out that way. <laughs> no. we're, we're sitting there, we're like, so what are we going to yeah, do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? <laughs> so true. We said we were going to chill. So true. Well, yeah, but how are we going to chill? What are we going to do while really we're chilling? Is two hours, or can we just watch half the movie and then go to something <laughs> what else? What are we going to do while we're chilling? <laughs> but that is, that is a good example of, of how, how change is addictive. And, and here's the thing, like, and Wilson, I, I agree with you. I, I think that if you're miserable in your life and you're not doing what you want to do and you wake up every day, if you look at it and say, dude, if, if 75% of everything that you do that day is stuff that you just absolutely hate, um, you know, sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes you're the provider. Sometimes that's what you need to do. Sometimes there's some responsibilities that you need to take care of, but the, the progression and the path to where you want to be at better be there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where the, that's where the magic happens. There's gonna be a lot of shit that you got to do that you don't want to do. Um, you know, but the, the reason that you don't necessarily have to just look forward to Friday is because you're not looking forward to Friday. You're looking forward to the progression to the, the goal, the ultimate goal of where, where you're going to be at. And you know that every single day you're putting in where you're at. So you're okay with doing the things that are uncomfortable or the things that you don't necessarily want to do because you have a vision or an end goal of where you want to be at. That's where the fulfillment comes in. Now, the people that look forward to, and don't get me wrong, I look forward to Friday. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, just, just because, you know, I get to spend, I have more available time outside of my job to spend with my kids and stuff like that. But I don't necessarily look forward to Friday like most people do, because right. I'm looking at a, a farther ahead, like as far as accomplishment side of things, like I'm, I'm looking at it big picture wise, like Friday is just a, a another day. Um, the, the future plans are much, much larger than that. This is just kind of, mm-hmm. you know. The, the path there. So I think some people do though, if you just live for the weekends and then you're already regretting Monday, Saturday night, uh, or, or Sunday morning when you get up, like make some, make some changes, like put some things in place to say, Hey, I'm going to do these little things this week to start going towards It's kind of like you, you know, Cam was talking about, you know, find that plan, man, sit down with your wife. Or if you don't have a wife, sit down with your dog. Hopefully you don't have a cat. <laughs> Uh, sit down with your dog and, uh, and, and, dog and, and, and create a, create a, create a game plan, man. Find out what you want, you know? And, and sometimes it might just take you moving, like go do some mm-hmm. shit that you've never done before. Yep. And then you'll find out some things that you really are passionate about. I mean, you never know. I mean, you might like to make pottery or something. <laughs> just go do why. shit. <laughs> What's the movie? Ghost. Ghost. Yes. <laughs> That's what came to my mind. Yeah. I was like, I mean, that could be faster, I guess. But... Yeah, is it bad be. when you said Larry? The first thing that came to my mind was a cucumber. <laughs> no, that just means you have four kids. Yeah. yeah. Good Good Lord. <laughs> and you're Christian. Oh, sorry. I digress. Oh, I could sing the whole thing. No, yeah. me too. Yeah. Okay. So in wrapping up, this is good shit. Yeah. Um, what are some... <laughs> shit, stop it. You see how they treat me? No, uh, but... Uh, What's some takeaways? What's a, what's a good, strong takeaway that when you were changing, because we all changed, that you went through that helped you get past that little, that either the doubt or the whatever it was that was kind of in the back of your mind, or it, or it could be something physical. What is something that, that these listeners can take practical, like, hey, here's a, here's a good thing? Well, I, I said it when somebody else was talking earlier. I have a tendency to just think out loud sometimes on here. So... It, it and you mentioned something, and I was thinking when you when you hit that wall or that pain or that 
whatever it is, when it, the point to where the change is not so um, convenient is the mentality of hit the gas, not the brakes. That should be your trigger. Mm-hmm. Like the, you it that. should be a trigger when it gets hard. The hard is where you start getting better. Like that's the only way you're ever going to get better. You and you know this because you're you're not better now because you're not willing to go through the hard. Like yeah. you already know this. So at the point where you normally would go, that hurts. That's too hard. That's challenging. Whatever. I'm gonna number one. Stop saying it's hard. It's challenging. Then I'm gonna back off. I'm gonna sit back down. I'm gonna go back to my my box. I'm gonna go back to my comfort zone. Switch that. Do that one thing. I swear, if you do that one thing, where every time that you think you should hit the brakes, hit the gas instead, try it and see what happens. And you and it won't take long to we go. Wow, the gas is way more exciting. Mm-hmm. Like I'd much rather hit the gas than sit on the brakes all day. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, I, you know, I I think there's no better time than the present. Um, and since I was a kid, I've always lived by by a phrase uh, that was very, very, uh, very philosophical. That was uh, I used to tell myself all the time, you know, fuck it. Like that was my that was my thing. I used to do it all the time. I remember at a young age riding my bicycle mm-hmm. when we would build these shady ass ramps <laughs> yeah. with these the, cinder, the press board yes. with a cinder, yes. cinder block <laughs> and some wet. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> some wet particle board. Nothing yeah, holding it together. It's just gravity. It stuff like that. Get one and, good one out of this. Dude, and I was yeah. I was a lot of times I was the one that was like we we're sitting there looking at it. We're like, is that thing going to stay up? And I was like, fuck it. Fuck it. And I used to yeah. go and, and I, my, I you know, I said it internally a lot and stuff like that. And you may say, screw it or whatever, whatever, whatever works for you. Uh, but I also think that one of the things that as I've matured, I think journal, like I think writing things down and journaling things is really going to help you on a daily basis. Cause you can start to write down things that you're very grateful for things that you really appreciate. And then things that you want to remove, like, I, you know what this stuff and don't, don't write it down. Like, you're necessarily bitching, but like, this is gone. Like this is gone. Cause when you write it down, you create a mind body connection with that. And I seriously think there's a lot of power in that. You might not think so, uh, you know, do it for about six weeks and prove me wrong. Uh, but I think journaling is, is very important because there is that connection between your mind and your body. And you can start to write some things out and you can start to figure out some things like what you talked about. Like I'm going to quit smoking. I'm done smoking. And then at that point you check it off and say, fuck it. I'm starting tomorrow. There's no time better than the present. Or I'm starting right now. I just wrote it down. I'm starting right now. Um, so I, I think, you know, obviously taking action and stuff like that. But from a practical sense, I think get a notebook, you know, keep it over there by you, journal it, end of the day and stuff like that, write stuff down. And I'm telling you, what's really cool is I've been journaling for a little while and I've gone back and looked at some of my old notebooks and stuff like that and looked at some of the stuff that I wrote down in there and everything. And I'm like, you know what is so cool is just the progression, the the mental maturity, uh, the mental growth that I've experienced over that period of time. And I wasn't a dumbass back then. I just I didn't make mentally mature decisions and I didn't take advantage of opportunities that were in front of me. And I truly believe that what you just talked about with challenges and stuff like we are blessed to be challenged. Yeah. And you should look at it that way. And and so, I mean, if I if I was going to give any kind of practical sense, that would be it. You know, come up with a phrase, whatever works, whatever triggers you. If 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 fuck it isn't your thing, then come up with something that that makes you go right now. Something that that makes you go, you know what? I'm gonna do it. Can I add one more thing yeah, before you wrap yeah. up here? Because you, when you were saying that we're blessed to be challenged, I was thinking about what I sent you guys the other day. Yeah. Um, and then you had some things uh, it, like a lot of mm-hmm. it, like happens a lot. Yeah. We get some similar messaging from things we're reading and 
prayer time and whatnot, but I was doing some reading in a really good book. It's been around a long time, been a bestseller for a few hundred years. The Bible. Um, that, yep. <laughs> and uh, God, got it. Yes. It's actually 66 books in one. So it's, I mean, right. it's kind of hard to beat. It's like an encyclopedia. Yeah. Uh, but in, uh, in Luke, they're, they're, you know, it's telling the story. And if you're not, if you're not a Christian and hadn't read the Bible, whatever, as we always say, don't miss the message. It's great principles regardless. Um, you can go, it's Luke 4.14. Um, there's a story of Jesus who was, te- he was tempted. Um, Satan, you know, basically tempted him with all these different things and trying to, uh, get him off course. Basically, let's just put it that way. After he passed all those tests, the next sentence is Jesus returned to Galilee, powerful in the spirit. After, after the most, the toughest challenges anybody could ever possibly go through, 40 days, 40 he was nights better. in the desert. He was no better food. afterwards. And, and what I wrote to you guys, and having read, read this, but the very first sentence after Jesus tested the devil in the wilderness, he was telling, about, it was telling about how powerful and important testing really is. Don't hate the test. It's necessary to reach your full potential. Mm-hmm. You have to, have to pass the test. It has to be hard, yep. right? You have to be willing to go through it. So as you were talking, I was just thinking about that again. So again, there's good principles in there. If you want to read it sometime, check it out. An amazing book. Yeah. Um, my biggest thing for those who are facing change or needing to change or unhappy with life, whatever that may be, it translates to you is have a figure it out mentality, figure out a way to get it and stop dwelling or focusing on the negative, focus on the positive, you know, be positive thinking and your mind will start to shift and change and figure out ways to, to achieve whatever you're out, you, your heart's out to, to set. But the, the other note that I wrote down is uh, you have to be the change to make a change. No one can do it for you. It's your life. Take control and live on purpose. This is, you've been part of the movement.